Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Visit No One Likes Us Clothing for all your Millwall clobber. www.noonelikesus.co.uk Achtung, Millwall. Fleming, woo, he comes from Amsterdam, he fucking hates West Ham. That fine voice, dear listeners, was the uh, the one and only uh, operatic operatic voice, Mr. Neil Fissler, in the post-match euphoria of a 2-1 win at Bristol City. How are you, Neil? <laughs> All aboard the Rowan Express! <laughs> <laughs> Bristol, of course, is the home of, uh, of Brunel's Great Western Railway, and it's the railway train will be rolling back on the famous line through Swindon, Didcot, and uh, all points back to Paddington tonight because that train feels like it's wrong. That feels like a really big win to me, Neil. I thought it was a really strong overall performance by Millwall. Mate, that was absolutely magnificent. I think uh, I think we'd have bitten somebody's hand off before the game, wouldn't we? If well, the result, we would yeah. go in there. And absolutely, I think we outplayed them almost in every phase of the game, except for about the first five or ten minutes. I thought we took our time to to get into the game. But once we were into the game, there was absolutely no stopping us. Really, really was a fantastic performance. And hopefully, hopefully the manager, you ever mentioned it on our Something for the Weekend show, he's itching to go back to this five at the back. Please, please, please do not, because you've seen what happens when we play 4-4-2. We are absolutely flying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. We'll, we'll come on to the final phase of the game um, in a little bit, um, because I think when we do try and defend, we just do invite on um, the opposition a little bit. I mean, I, I don't think Bristol were particularly great today. I was, I was tuned into. Bristol City television listeners, and I can. I was just saying off air to Neil, hats off to our own Carl Bates and Max McClellan because, by comparison, they're like the old school BBC of being impartial and, and fair and balanced. Because when you listen to the rubbish that you get, you know, you have to listen to 
with his away sides television presentations, you'd have thought that Bristol were latter-day Ajax. So I thought they were very poor, to be honest with you today. And they had little moments at the start of the game um, where they looked vaguely dangerous. But overall, we, we controlled them. I thought we controlled the game very, very well. Yeah, no, they're, just, they're more one-eyed than Cyclops, aren't they, a lot of those? <laughs> uh, An unchanged those. side. Third game on the spin, unchanged starting 11, Neil. I mean, I... Um, the only, I suppose the only player I'm going to pick out, and I don't particularly mean to criticise him, but I thought Tyler looked a little bit off the pace for the whole game. He didn't really threaten. He didn't really do much today. But apart from that, long in goal, back line of Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson, Danny Mack. I thought they were very strong today. Um, midfield strong again. Billy Mitchell improves game by game for me. So George Savile did well. Bury we've just mentioned, and Fleming, Vogel, Sammer and Bradshaw up front. Very hard-working eleven. I just think I, I just want to mention Ty. I think maybe he needs a little bit of a rest now. How do you how do you feel, mate? I think if you'd have said to me before the game, and I think we've mentioned it on chats or WhatsApp on our live live spaces thing we did, that mm. I would like to see Vogel Slammer or Vogie because I can't pronounce. Vogie's like, a good name. Yep. Yeah. And I think before the game, you were hoping that was going to happen. But well, that aged well, didn't it? I think. <laughs> when, well, we, we, I think we were mildly critical of the of playing bureau. I mean, he's not looked on it recently. I, I think that um, I mean Gary Rowett will make his decision. I suppose you won't you won't want to change a winning side, and maybe that's going to be good. We've, we've often appealed for stability because we've been lurching from team to team, formation to formation, faster than we change chancellors of the Exchequer, listeners. Um, and we found some stability now, Neil. I mean, you know, this is this is a decent. This was a decent performance today. Make no mistake. Everyone that went down there, eleven hundred hats off to them. Saw a good Millwall away performance today. Classic. Yeah, definitely. It was a traditional Millwall away performance, wasn't it? Where they, yeah, where we dug in, uh, and we didn't give them any quarter. To be honest, I think you're right about Tyler. It worries me that sometimes he looks brilliant, sometimes he looks absolutely shocking, and today was the latter. But hey, yeah, yeah well, he's yeah, he's still only a young player. He's got a lot to learn, and yeah. I guess all part of the learning of the learning experience for him. And it's in the nature of the creative player to be uh, hot and cold. Um, I think that there's clearly, clearly talent. So I'm not going to say to, I'm not going to criticise in particular. I just think maybe he could uh, do with a. Um, a, a bench, um, you know, in midweek at home to Watford. I don't know. We'll see what uh, Rowett wants to do. Um, but yeah, make you right. I mean, the game started briskly for Bristol. I thought we were up against it a little bit. There was a chance or a decent looking cross into our penalty. I think it was inside the first minute they broke down the right and, and passed it across, I mean, just behind their forwards. But apart from that, I've not recorded really in the whole first half any chance. I mean, they, they looked quick, certainly in the opening 10 minutes, pressed us a little bit. But apart from that, they didn't create any open chances, Neil. I think it was, a, you know, you've got to take your hat, hats off to that defence and midfield performance today, especially in that first half. Yeah, I think when they put that ball over in the first minute, um, we kind of scrambled it clear. You thought, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. This should be a long 89 minutes. But we grew into the game, and I think, as you said, uh, yeah, midfield was absolutely magnificent. I, th I think you can't praise Billy Mitchell and George Savile enough because they were absolutely heroic for us in the 
in yeah, in that engine room, they ran the midfield. Uh, Bristol City didn't really have a kick there, did they? And yeah, but they were a quick team. I'll give them yeah. that. See what yeah. they want to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one thing I must say about Bristol City: what does that manager look like? A professional northerner, a short <laughs> skirt, <laughs> a gilet. <laughs> <laughs> professional northerner. I, I had a professional northerner on. I, I was listening to um, Bristol City uh, Television, as I said. The guy's name was Brian Tinian, and I've forgotten. I've written down in my notes um, one of his uh, his early gem before the game was that if if we if Bristol defend well and then score goals, we'll win it. I thought well, that's 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 not exactly insight, Brian. For any team, anywhere, any time, defend well and score goals, you're in with a shout of winning it, aren't you? But that's the level that they they work at. He was very miserable. Um, Shit player, shit pundit. <laughs> shit pundit for sure. Miserable, depressive. And he got he moaned all the way through it that all we did was create chances from um uh set pieces, which we did uh, on a multiple occasions in the first point, half. That is our strong point, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, but the object of the game, Brian, is to put the ball in the back of your net. And I am really... any any method appropriate, you know. Um, yeah, well, I'm yeah. really glad. We fucked up your weekend, to be quite honest. <laughs> he looked really miserable. They, they did a post-match roundup just as we were trying to sort out the um, uh, the link for this show, listeners. And he was, he was, I, I thought he looked like he needed therapy afterwards. He was really miserable. <laughs> um, chance for chance from from only from a only from a corner for Cooper on fifteen minutes. Um, another chance, twenty third minute uh, again, only from a that was from a corner, left side of corner. Another chance again from a corner on 30 minutes. This is head ahead of uh, off the line from Hutchinson, and we were we were banging at their door. Okay, all via dead ball situations, Neil. But like you just said, you know, there's no points extra for you know kind of uh, flowing football. You don't get the extra points for that. You get them for however the ball goes in the net, don't you? You're exactly. Yeah, but the object of the game is to put the ball in the back of the net, and as long as the ball goes in the back of the net, well, that's all that really matters. I thought Hutchinson was actually unlucky because he had that chance that was cleared off the line. He did, and yeah. Swung at one in the second half that that hit somebody and went wide, and I thought he, I thought that we looked a real handful in their penalty area at set pieces. They didn't really know how to mark us or really how to stop us, did they? Well, I think the work we've been doing on the training ground is it's not the obvious ball into the box and then the big man gets the header on target. We seem to be heading it back across goal, which seemed to bewilder them. They 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 didn't look at all comfortable. And it was either Hutch or Murray Wallace or, or, or Jake Cooper heading the ball from the cross back into the danger zone. And that seemed to put them at sixes and sevens. And didn't George... Um, do it once didn't he do that for the goal uh, the goal the goal was in 42nd minute so that's that's a free kick on the on, on the edge of the penalty area um bradshaw there, there was there was a, a ball across I think, I think fleming took a shot didn't he and then it came back into the penalty area into the six yard box and bradshaw had a header on goal which was saved but then got up in plenty of time as my my mate tinian moaned about how much time have we given him to get up off the floor almost like he's got out of bed <laughs> had a stretch, yawned, got sorted himself out a cup of coffee and put the ball in the net. That's you know, um, That's two or three times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mate, got this, yeah, he should actually have buried the first one. He should yeah. have scored. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to have, but to have the way with it all, 
and it was just rank bad defending by them. It was actually half decent save by the goalkeeper, but he actually pushed it straight back out at him. So, yeah. <laughs> so to get up off the floor and to then put the ball in the back of the net from there. Yeah, you've got a question. Where was Bristol City? Yeah, but I don't give a fuck where Bristol City. No, no, no. They're probably, they're probably all have, probably all in some kind of support group. We have with Brian Tinney and whilst they try and work out, there's no defender troubling. Um, I mean, I thought he showed great reaction time there, Neil. I mean, yes, he missed it. Was, a, 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 it was absolutely missed a good great. chance, but you got yeah. to put it away, and he did. Um, yeah, one one nil at half time. Which is something that he's actually missed in the last two or three weeks, hasn't he? he's, yeah. Yeah, but he's actually missed those kind of chances. Those, yeah, but that chance last week he'd have probably missed. In fact, he did miss one, didn't he, from a Vogel Sammer? Uh, yeah. or, uh, when Vogel Sammer had a shot saved and it came back out from the goalkeeper. So, no, fair play to him. And I thought we were good value for that. And that I took did. the out of them. I think they I think they lost they lost any idea after that what you know not that they had much anyway, but but they kind of took the wind out of their sails slightly, didn't it? It's a wonderful moment. Obviously um I don't know if it's a, it must be a different feed. I don't know if any, anyone else saw it watching the Millwall feed, but um when we scored the goal the uh the director cut to like a, well, I think they call them colour shots where they show the crowd with crowd reaction. And they had a, I think, a zero in on the boat, a Millwall fan making a wanker sign at the Bristol City. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. Which they swiftly cut away from um, as soon as they saw what he was doing. Um, so, yeah, half-time half 1-0. I, I, I think you're right. I think we, um, we, we, we took the game to them pretty much. I mean... Tinian can moan all he likes about uh, only only from set pieces, but we had three good chances and we scored. Um, and it's more about their own defensive frailties, really. Um, yeah, we dictated so, play in that half, to be quite frank. And uh, and I think it was only through bad luck that we didn't score two or three more. We should really, well, we could really have been out of sight. I thought, I thought yeah. Vogue. Looked very strong, didn't he? Uh, Any time the ball was was smacked up to him, he yeah, he kind of gets to it, and then he looks to play people in. And there was one strong on the ball, an intelligent player as well, Neil. Um, he he he's, he, he, he kind of looks for the pass, and he like, likes to flick the ball on. Um, I really hope, I really hope. Just talking, going back to Tom Bradshaw. I mean, he's a confidence player, like all all, all forwards tend to be confidence players. Be great if he can now build on that goal. Um, yes, it's you know he's, he's had a, a bit of time given to him in the box, but you've, you've still got to put the ball in the net, which he's done. Be great to see him build some confidence and press on from here because he's a very hard-working forward, um, and we miss it when he's when he's not there. Because and we'll come back to Benick Benick a fumble <laughs> in the second half. Um, but yeah, one, one nil, one nil at the break. Um, we we were a little bit under the under pressure at the start of the second. Again, they started quickly, Neil, didn't they, Bristol? Um, yeah, but didn't Maxwell and uh, Carl Bates say that uh, that that was his fourth goal or something against Bristol City in as many games, or something like that? Brad, Bradders, is it? It might, it might be. I, I I was tuned into the Depression Channel of uh, British Bristol City. So that, <laughs> you um, we have to listen to Brian Tinian for 90 minutes. Big, big shout out, big shout out to Max and to Carl um, for, for their work. Uh, every time I listen to, a, to an away sides um, coverage, I appreciate what you boys do. 
Um, so yeah, Chance have got 50th minute. Like stronger in the second half. Give yeah, much the same way. We just had to weather the storm, and we um, and we weathered it. They didn't really cause us too many problems, did they? I've no, from... I got a cross early on. The chance, I think, it's more of a half chance. I think it's behind the, the forwards again. Save, I think, by George Long. I think there was a right-sided shot. I think it was the it was their dangerous player Semenya. I think his name was. Um, had a shot uh, on the near post and Long got got that away. Um, that was about the only moment. So apart from that, it was pretty much us containing them um, until the goal, um, which um, was just bad luck, really, Neil, because that was a that was a ball in from the left side, I think, wasn't it? Uh, deflected in by by Hutchinson, which is very unlucky on him. I thought Hutchinson played really well today. The whole defence did. Mate, the only thing I will say negative about that was where in the hell was Danny McNamara? He, mm-hmm. he he was caught being too narrow, just as he was, or yeah, really, as we were in the first minute. That was the only way that they were going to trouble us, is, is we appeared to be, yeah, Danny Mack appeared to go with the central defence or, or, or with the forward and mm-hmm. ignore Semenya out wide and and once you put that ball into the six-yard box, if there's no forward there, you've got to pray your central defenders aren't there because our, because our lot always have a problem with putting it in their own net. But I thought it was harsh on us, and it deflated me, actually. I thought, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah, we've yeah, done, um, yeah. We're dominating it, and then they go and equalise, and you kind of, you kind of head drops, and you, and you start wondering... Yeah, it's a typical Millwall reaction, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but things are well, going. You think, yeah, that's right. You think so think long. We're going to get the three points, and then it, it feels like the game's getting away. I mean, Tinian came as close as he would come to happiness in the whole afternoon at that moment. So the ball's gone in the net, and I think from the Bristol point of view, it was it was what what we've just described about um, the reverse of, of where Millwall at, where we were deflated. They were. He was quite openly saying, "Come on, let's push forwards. Let's get at them. Let's take the games and blah blah blah." Must be I, I want to take my ejaculation for Tinny and that. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't show that. But <laughs> 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 I could, we could we can only speculate. Um, yeah, I mean, but I just want to take my hat off to the spine and the steel of the side because uh, we didn't fold Neil. Um, you're right about feeling deflated. I thought, oh, here it goes. You know, we're going to concede again, but we didn't. We, in fact, it was us that scored a, 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 an error by the goalkeeper and their defender, but a really nicely taken uh, tap in by Zian Fleming. Um, and you've got to be a really good player to get those simple chances, I think, because they're not as simple as they look, are they? Mate, how good is he looking? Very good. Crying out for goals from midfield, and all of a sudden, we've got them. And he 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 is a player, isn't he? He really He's a very is. good player. Um, yeah. it, it was a kind of a punch for anyone who hadn't seen it. Um, the ball came in. Um, was it was it a, a free kick or was it? It was a free kick, I think. The ball came in, and the goalkeepers punched it clear, but um, got involved with the their central defender. So it's fallen um, to Zian, whose first time nil sight footed it in with with you know it was almost like a putt on a golf course. It was just placed in. Um, and like I just said, you've got to be really good to do that because it looks easy, but it ain't. Mate, we mentioned it yesterday uh, about how these foreign players, they practice their technical stuff and they practice it a lot after yeah, training, during training, 
during the warm-up, and it shows with him. Yeah, We've been crying out for this kind of player for however long, probably since Tim Cahill, we haven't had goals from midfield like this, have we? No, no, no. Uh, all of a sudden, they've arrived, and he makes all the difference to us. And whatever we paid for him, what was it, £1.75 million? It's looking cheap now, Neil. I mean, you know, I know it's big Millwall money, but it looks cheap to me. He has to be worth ten million at least. Yeah, and that go, that will go up goal by goal because he, what is he now? Five goals. Um, you know, he's our top scorer, uh, and you can't. I can't see anything injury other, other uh, aside. I can't see any reason why he won't score goals, more goals for us. Um, I think his value will go up. We had a couple of free kicks, and Vogie took them. Hmm. And, and fair play to Vogie; he's a good player. Um, I'm starting to like him more and more and more every time I see him. But for God's sake, don't let him near a free kick. Not when you've got a wand of a foot on Zian Fleming. Honestly, it it just frustrated me a couple of times that that Vogie took free kicks when, yeah, in fact, I think one, I think the goal came from, uh, the first goal came from one, didn't it? Where he kind of mishit it. And it that's right, yeah. The kind of it was it was passed back into the into the danger zone, yeah. And it was um, heady, and that's how Bradshaw scored. But you're thinking beforehand, uh, give it to bloody Fleming because the boy can hit a ball and he can hit a free kick, especially can't he? And, and that's something we haven't yeah. had for a very long time. No, no, I, I agree. I kind of think that whenever Fleming goes forward to take a long throw, I mean, we, we haven't had a decent long throw up until now. We we get it with our most talented all round player who can also throw the ball long with accuracy. Adrian Siri was probably the last, yeah, but to be fair, apart from a two footed tackle or a punt, yeah. that is about the only thing the geezer could do is he could actually throw the ball into the box from from outrageous distances and angles. But, yeah, no, mate, it's just a kind of day where you're buzzing after that result. It's probably not great doing a podcast immediately after a game because I can't think of well, anything. Because I'm no, just... I mean, we were going to do... Right. We're going to do a live show, but I, th- I think probably immediately after a game, I think you're probably best off just uh, keeping it keeping it <laughs> recorded <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to the live concept another day, listeners. Um, I just want to mention the the late, late, late penalty, which should have been buried. Benick, a phobie, hang your head in shame, because um, 90 plus five, we went with a, a lung-busting run out of defence from, uh, well, Savile got clipped, um, and I'm going to take my hat off to Shackleton and to Jules Savile for making that run 95 minutes into a hard game of football where we've, you know, we've been battling uh, for all that time, and then we win a penalty that that would settle the the game. It it, it was almost dead anyway, Neil. But Benikafobi's got to score that, and um, it was a weak penalty, and the goalkeeper got down low to his uh, left, I believe it was, and batted it away. And I just think that's poor when you see the standards that are being set by other players. We've mentioned Vogi and 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 uh, Fleming now. That's poor, in my opinion. Mate, I'm going to sound like I'm going to give a paracetamol a fucking headache here. But a couple of times, times, his first touch let us down appallingly. There was one chance on the edge of the box where 
he came onto the ball and his first touch was the touch of, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm tempted to say a so, Like me, it's like me playing out there. Be fair. I mean, I, I wouldn't be any good either. <laughs> so, uh, but the penalty, please, please, Gary, do not let this man take another penalty for Millwall again. He wants shooting for that because that was a tame, tame effort. Smack it. Put your foot through it, yeah? And then if it goes over the bar, if you've smacked it, so be it. But don't roll it to the goalkeeper like you did. Very poor. It, it should have it, been 3-1. It should have been 3-1. It was 2-1. But there we are. It, it was probably the one disappointing thing of the afternoon, really, apart from their goal. Yeah? Yeah. And I was trying to think, just before we started speaking, why am I disappointed so? Because we've won a good game there. We've won a, a tough place to go. Ashton Gate away is... Um, it's one of those games where you think, yeah, if you get a result there, you, you've done well. Um, and we were two on ahead, and there's, what, seconds of five minutes, six minutes of, of uh, added time. Um, we're, we're nearly at the end of that. But I think it's it comes back to um, what we've been talking about last couple of shows, Neil, you and I, about Fleming and this this idea that these, these players set high standards for themselves in training, and um, they work on their game, the technique. It was really refreshing because we haven't seen that for, I haven't felt it for some time at the Den, where players, you feel like players are really trying to put the extra bit in to develop their game. And that just looks so sloppy, so sloppy compared with some of the, the standards being set by other players. And I, I just feel, I don't know, just left it, left it with a slightly, I don't know about a sour taste, but it certainly left a bit of a, I don't know, could have, it could have been better, couldn't it? Should have been better. It leaves an impression because it was the last kick of the game. Yeah. yeah, and we really did deserve to win it three or four, five, one, didn't we? Because we were that Should, good. a couple more, yeah, easily, yeah, with those chances. And um, yeah, well, I just yeah, well, I just wonder how H is because he's absolutely adamant <laughs> that he wants the manager to go, and we're unbeaten in three, and we've won our last two. <laughs> yeah, oh, this, uh, is, this is the guy who wanted to drive him up to West Brom. He was going. He had his car filled up with petrol and everything, ready to go. He was going to run him. I, um, <laughs> I think he was playing himself this afternoon. So we'll catch up with Harry another day. But um, good win. Um, come, we came from. Harry, um, yeah, you know, over to watch H play one day. <laughs> give us a professional opinion. <laughs> yeah, but he can stand. Yeah, but he can stand there and abuse him, can't he, on the sideline? Yeah, but I think H would appreciate that, wouldn't he? <laughs> he actually would, I think. Um, give me a man of the match. I thought it was a hard-working performance across the whole side, really. Uh, Neil, who would you go for, though, if you had to pick one out of that? If I had to pick one, it would be between Billy Mitch and George Savile. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would give it... Oh, God. I'm going to say Billy Mitchell because I thought he worked his bollocks off. Hmm. Although, although that break from Savile... In the sixth minute of injury time, didn't he? Mate, that was a practically, um, you know, the length of the whole pitch. He's gone there, pretty much. And that summed up our performance, actually, and what these players are willing to do. So it seems a bit harsh considering a, bit, yeah, a player yeah. that effort not to give him man the match. But I thought Billy Mitchell was absolutely outstanding today. Absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight you over that. Savile, Billy Mitch. I'm going to name check Hutch in because I thought that we looked pretty good defensively today, and that's been a common thread 
across the season. Jake looks so much more comfortable now. So does Murray. We were very confident in defence, weren't we? Yeah. We've gone to the flat back four. Yeah. It shows. Murray looks a lot more comfortable at right yes. back. Oh, sorry, yes. at left back. And and he, his standards have dropped and his performances have dropped, yeah? And you were kind of thinking, oh, God. But, but he seems to have got his confidence back. The only thing I would say is that when that we are defending too narrow, and well, how many defenders have we got on that coaching staff? We shouldn't really... <laughs> Yeah, but that's only a small minor point. But yeah, no, I take your point. And and to be fair, I've been a critic of him playing, but you can't argue with George Long at the moment, can you? He really the results has... are doing the talking, and the, I'm just looking yeah. at the league table. That's doing some talking as well. We're in tenth position um, after this win today. Um, two points, just one win behind Reading, who are in sixth spot. So. Um, I imagine when when the Gary Rowett's coaching Harry and critiquing his defensive performance, he might remind him that we're just two points now off of the uh, the golden land of, of the playoff zone. So um, their yeah, football turns so quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it is actually amazing. It was only a month ago that we were all thinking, "Oh, we're banging trouble here." Yeah. Then all of a sudden, uh, the Bermondsey Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> You've <laughs> seen the light. Yeah, he's no longer boring, Gary. He's now back to being Gary. Flamboyant yeah. Rowett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flamboyant yeah. Yeah. Gary. Yeah. He's seen the light. He's changed the formation. And hopefully, I'm not going to read uh, in the press this week that he mentioned that five at the back because I think no, today. Let's not be hearing about that anymore, Gary. Let's not yeah. be hearing about that anymore. Um, there we are. Good day to be a Millwall fan. Well done, every one of the 1,100 plus fans that went out. They came across loud and clear on the television. Um, well done, everybody. Well done, the team. There, well end, wasn't it? It was honestly like a morgue, and the only thing you could hear was you yeah, was the Zion Fleming song and one or two others, yeah, and. You didn't really hear Bristol City, even when they, even when they scored, they were, they were flat, weren't they? They, they, were, they were moderate. They were very moderate. Um, were like we're gonna... Brian Tinian before the match, weren't they? No, but maybe he's, maybe he's contagious, Brian Tinian condition or something. I don't know. But we're gonna we're gonna play out the uh, the, the show today, listeners. It's very impromptu, very quick, straight after the game. But I'm gonna play you out now with um, the Zian Fleming song. I think that's a great way to close it. Uh, thank you, Neil, for the um, for coming on the show so quickly after the game. Appreciated. Yeah, no problem, mate. No problem. Always, yeah, we'll always look forward to talking about a win. Absolutely. And let's let's close out with the uh, the travelling Millwall supports um, choir down there at Bristol. Until the next show, midweek. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Oh, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.